Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn why pregnancy cravings might be more cultural than biological and why raindrops don't damage delicate insect wings. Then play along at home and test your podcast knowledge with this month's Curiosity Challenge trivia game. Let's satisfy some curiosity and challenge it. (laughs) You were waiting for me to say challenge it, weren't you? We're going to do both. My wife is pregnant, but I don't think you have to have a pregnant wife to know that when a pregnant woman has a craving for pickles and ice cream, you get her pickles and ice cream. Doesn't matter if it's late at night. Doesn't matter if she's going to dip the pickle in the ice cream. Doesn't matter. You get it for her. I mean, her body's working pretty hard to grow a baby. All right. She's got enough on her plate. And more than that, you might think. Well, her body needs the nutrients, and cravings are nature's elegant way of getting those nutrients. But that last part is a little hairy. According to a new analysis of several studies, reality may be a little more complicated. Researchers did find a red flag for the time-honored narrative that pregnancy cravings come from the body's need for nutrients. And the evidence for the idea that pregnancy cravings are more cultural than biological comes from the fact that not all cultures have pregnancy cravings. They're common in the United States and in other English-speaking countries, but there are a lot of cultures where they don't happen at all. If the point of cravings is to get biologically important nutrients, how do pregnant people in those cultures manage to eat what their bodies need? There are also interesting differences among cultures where cravings are a thing. Not everyone is turning to chocolate bars or hot fudge sundaes, In Japan, the most commonly craved food is rice, hardly a classic in the United States. That cross-cultural difference points to a question researchers have been trying to answer for a long time. Do the foods pregnant people crave actually contain nutrients that are important during pregnancy? The answer is a surprising and maybe disappointing no. Nutrition is notoriously difficult to study. But research suggests that pregnant people with cravings may be less healthy because they tend to gain more weight than doctors recommend, possibly increasing the risk of complications. So if there isn't a biological basis for cravings, what's with the pickles and ice cream? Experts suspect it has something to do with culture, specifically the messages cultures send about certain kinds of food. In a lot of places where cravings are common, Eating delicious food comes with a hefty side of guilt. Chocolate is so good, but a lot of people keep themselves from eating it and feel really bad about themselves when they do. That creates a recipe for intense cravings. But you're not judged as harshly while you're pregnant, at least for craving food. Maybe the cravings you've always had just rise to the surface during such an unusual time. And finally, like I said before, Pregnancy is really hard. When partners, family members, or friends help sate those cravings, they're demonstrating that they're there to help. I mean, I know it makes me feel useful when I get my wife something she needs. So get those pickles and ice cream. The purposes they serve may not be biological, but they still serve a purpose. I mean, who cares if cravings are biological or social? I'm still going to help out my wife. I mean, she's working pretty hard over there. Right. Like... Pregnancy takes some energy. I don't know if you knew this. Oh, wait, you would know this if you've been listening to our podcast, because we just talked about like a few weeks ago, right? About how much energy it actually takes. Yeah, same amount of energy as an ultra marathoner. 
that is a lot of energy. And I'm not running an ultra marathon anytime soon. So, uh, yeah, kudos. And I got to say, my wife really hasn't had a lot of cravings. So one more data point for that more social than biological deal. Imagine you're outside minding your own business when you see a bowling ball fall from the sky and then another and then like 10 and then way more than you can count. Thousands of bowling balls falling from the sky. That is sort of what a rain shower is like for insects. A butterfly is so light that a raindrop hitting its wing is roughly proportional to a bowling ball striking a human. How do they survive an afternoon cloudburst? According to a new paper, it's all in the evolutionary engineering. The title of the paper tells it like it is. It's called How a Raindrop Gets Shattered on Biological Surfaces. And it details what researchers saw when they used high-speed cameras to watch little droplets of water hit insect wings, plant leaves, and bird feathers. Those are some of the many super hydrophobic surfaces that occur in nature and help living things get rid of water very quickly. The amazing thing is that as different as those surfaces seem, the droplets behaved almost exactly the same way on all of them. As soon as the raindrop hits the surface, it breaks apart into a bunch of tiny droplets that fly off in different directions. It turns out there are two layers of evolutionary design at work here. At the nanoscale, there's a very thin layer of wax that repels the water and helps it flow off the surface as quickly as possible. That's really important because water is so heavy. I mean, just think about the difference between a bowling ball dropping on your foot or sliding across it. The drop would hurt a lot more. At the slightly larger micro scale, there's a surface of tiny bumps that break a raindrop into smaller pieces. That reduces the amount of time the drop spends on the surface, which lightens the force of impact on the poor butterfly that got caught out in a storm. Again, imagine the difference between getting pelted with a pound of beans in a bag versus out of a bag. This breakage also helps keep the cool rainwater from making the wing too cold to function properly. Engineers and product designers take hints from nature all the time. The researchers behind this study hope the system of microscale bumps and nanoscale wax that they've identified will serve as inspiration for products in the future. But the next time you see a butterfly hiding out in a rainstorm, don't feel too bad. It's got nanotech on its side. It's time once again for the Curiosity Challenge. Every month, I call up a listener and I put them to the test by asking three questions from stories we ran on Curiosity Daily in the previous month. For this Curiosity Challenge, I talked to Tom Webster in Boston. He's kind of a big deal in the world of podcasting, and we were stoked that he volunteered. Although, let's be honest, if you're listening to Curiosity Daily right now, then you are a big deal listener. Aw. <laughs> With that, let's get started. All right. Question number one. We recently told the story of how chemotherapy got its start as a chemical weapon. What chemical weapon was it? A, tear gas, B, mustard gas, or C, napalm? It was B, mustard gas. That's right. Chemotherapy got its start as mustard gas. Woo. Nice. All right. Question number two. The check digit on your credit card is the key to an algorithm that checks whether the card number is valid. Which number is it? A, the first digit in the credit card number, B, the last digit in the credit card number, or C, the number on the back of the card? It is B, the last digit in the credit card number. 
Perfect. You are two for two. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the last question. Question number three. A recent study concluded that men probably shouldn't pose with this in their dating profile pictures. Is it A, a tiger, B, a baby, or C, a house cat? That would be C, a house cat. That's right. Yes. There's very strange psychology study, but that's what they concluded. Nice. <laughs> Tom Webster, <laughs> you got all three questions correct. Nailed it. A perfect score. Tom clearly knows his stuff. How did you do? Well, if you'd like to play next month or if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, shoot us an email at podcast at curiosity.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 312-596-5208. Before we recap what we learned today, here's a sneak peek at what you'll hear next week on Curiosity Daily. Next week, you'll learn about why small pleasures are necessary for your well-being, the big difference between unscented and fragrance-free, that time some random guy stumbled upon and translated a legendary ancient text, why astronauts are using old sailing technology in space, the genius of hobo code, and more. Okay, so now let's recap what we learned today, starting with the fact that pregnancy cravings aren't probably biological. Womp womp. They don't happen in every culture, for one thing, and the kinds of food that pregnant people do crave don't actually contain nutrients that are important during pregnancy. But hey, if you've got cravings, go ahead and satisfy them. I'm not going to judge you. The only weird like nutrition stuff we've kind of run into is that uh, my wife is a an avid drinker of mate, this tea-like beverage from South America. And that has a lot of caffeine, right? Yeah. Uh, well, she just stopped wanting it. I mean, she was a, like, that was her coffee, right? Like mate was like her go-to every morning. And uh, yeah, just like totally stopped. Like, but not even like because of the caffeine content. It was just straight up like, yeah, I don't really feel like this. So. Wow. My mom would always tell me that she ate entire flats of strawberries when she was pregnant with me. But I've got to be honest, I know her today. She would do that now. So <laughs> I don't think it was a pregnancy thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other weird thing happened was uh, so like my brother's a bodybuilder. So he's very nutrition kind of focused. And um, and he like convinced me at one point in my 20s to just stop eating bread. He's just like, just, I mean, like I would buy I would get burgers and stuff, but I never went to the grocery store. I didn't buy a loaf of bread for like eight years in my adult life. And that included when I was with my wife. And then one day, totally out of the blue, I come home and right there in the kitchen, not only was there bread, but she had bought a toaster. And she was just like, <laughs> she was just like, I just really want toast. And I was like, that's great. And so we've been eating toast ever since. And it turns out toast is really good. So, but then the toaster spiraled into me starting to buy Eggos because I hadn't bought Eggos in like 10 years because I didn't have a toaster. And now Eggos are like my go-to breakfast, which oh man, maybe isn't quite as healthy as like a Greek yogurt, but so good. Dude, they're so good. <laughs> Just takes you back to childhood. I love Eggos. We also learned that insect wings aren't damaged in rainstorms because raindrops are not bowling balls. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Oh, wait, no. It's because they're covered in natural nanotechnology. The name of my new podcast I'm launching later this year. Just kidding. I don't have time for <laughs> He's that. He's just kidding, everyone. It's just kidding. Really don't have time for that. Uh, specifically, <laughs> regarding the nanotechnology, there's a thin layer of wax that repels the water and tiny bumps that break the droplet into a bunch of harmless pieces. Physics, am I right? It's great. 
It's like Rain-X on their wings. What's Rain-X? Uh, it's a thing you put on your windshield to make it repel water. You're a new car owner. You should know that. I have a garage. Ugh, suburbs. <laughs> Still, you're going to drive in the rain. <laughs> yes, I am going to drive in the rain. Yes, I, sh- I, will, I will work on getting some Rain-X. Today's stories were written by Grant Curran and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Go eat some strawberries and have a great weekend. And join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.